when I was leaving, they did offer me a position on Air Force One. That was something that you had to kind of pause and think, wow, that that's something that's superior. But again, being a mother was really important to me. And so turned it down and just took that leap. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast exactly for folks like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. We've got an amazing show today. I have my old buddy and friend, Michelle Alban, who is the Vice President of Communications and Social Impact at Viacom CBS. But before we get to Michelle, I want to talk about a question that I got just the other day. Now, I was the opening keynote for a big women's conference for a Fortune 500 company. And during the after show, one of the participants asked me the question, And she said, you know what, Jason, I get all of this. It's amazing. I get how to lead with your brand, but it's easy because you're this huge extrovert. You're a showman. You're Hollywood. You're a storyteller. We get it. It's easy to turn up the volume on those things. But you know what? I'm an introvert and I don't think this works for me. Now, here's what I have to say to introverts. Introverts of the world, we love you because introverts, you are the folks that are thoughtful and you are driving us forward. And guess what? Having an introverted brand is spectacular. What I want you to think about if you are an introvert is taking all of those authentic tailwinds that make you successful because you are focused on data. You are thoughtful. You are calm. You are all of these different things. And guess what? You can turn up the volume on introverted behaviors and tailwind descriptors. That's right. You can still turn up the volume, which doesn't mean making them extroverted. It just makes those words your superpowers. Now, let me give you an example. I have one of my favorite people that I used to work with at the NBC Universal Talent Lab. Her name is Kaylee. Now, Kaylee and I were partners in crime on so many different projects because we really complimented each other. But everyone would always talk about Kaylee and they would say, oh, wow, we love having her on these projects because she's she's calm and she's confident and, and she just soothes everyone and brings down the tension and, and, and is able to face off with executives and difficult clients and on-air talent that are a little bit crazy. 
And she does it in a way that's uniquely her. And I remember one day talking to her and she said, yeah, because you know what my superpower is, Jason? My superpower is being calm fident. Calm fident. And I thought to myself, this is genius. This is an example of an introvert superpower. It wasn't about turning up the volume and making it an extroverted behavior. It was about turning up the volume where it became a calling card for Kaylee because she was ultimately able to be in any situation. We would be on the set of Conan O'Brien doing a gigantic event or in Soundstage 8 in 30 Rockefeller Plaza where they do Saturday Night Live with all sorts of things going on. And she was able to bring the energy, the passion and the tension down. And at the same time, she was able to be confident in what she was saying, that even as a young woman early in her career, my height super short, she could say something to 50 plus year old executives and union stage hands and really command the respect. So if you're an introvert, don't apologize for it. I want you to find those attributes that you can turn up the volume on, own, and make your calling card for your brand. Well, I am super thrilled to have my guest today. It is Michelle Alban, who is the Vice President of Communications and Social Impact for Viacom CBS Networks America. Now, in her role, she leads development and execution of all internal and external communication strategies, as well as social impact projects for Viacom CBS Networks Americas, which includes Latin America, U.S. Hispanic, and Canada. Now, Michelle brings over 15 years of international communications, public affairs, and media industry experience. And I first met her way back when she was leading communications over at Telemundo. She's also worked in research and analytics, having started her career at Nielsen. She's also an Air Force veteran and a graduate of the School of Journalism at the University of South Florida in St. Petersburg. And we'll be back with Michelle Alban in just a few moments. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. I am super thrilled for today's guest. It is Michelle Alban, who is the Vice President of Communications and Social Impact at Viacom CBS Networks Americas. Michelle, how are you? Great, Jason. So good to be here with you today. So let's dive right in because I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. So tell me when you meet people who don't know who you are and what you do, how do you explain yourself? So I am the head of communications for Viacom CBS Americas, and that encompasses Latin America, Canada, and U.S. Hispanic at Viacom. And so... I wanted to have you on the show because you've had this amazing career in PR and crisis communications across all of, you know, entertainment and and media. And I really wanted to hear from you, 
When you look back, what were some of the big career breakthrough moments for you? Sure. There has definitely been pivotal moments in my career that really changed the trajectory of it. But I think one of the biggest ones was when I went from being in research, right? I worked at Nielsen Media Research at that time. Then I went to Telemundo to run their primary research. I always felt I loved that career. I love research, but I always felt that something was missing. And I wanted to explore my journalism career. I had gotten, I had received a degree in journalism from the University of South Florida. I also did a brief stint as a community reporter from the St. Pete Times. And I love that, you know, I love that part of my career. I explained that to Millie Carrasquillo, who was at that time my boss and yeah. know her well. And I said, you know, like, I, I feel like I want to kind of pursue that area. And she in turn spoke to the president of Telemundo at that time was Don Brown. And, you know, Don, as he, yeah. he, he's amazing and he loves to mentor people. So he brought me up to his office and I remember being so nervous, like, why am I speaking to the president of Telemundo as I'm trying <laughs> to put in my career, you know, my, my, my resignation. And he said, look, I totally understand, but you, you know, I understand your ambition, but you can do something like that here. How about if you start, I would love to, you know, have a corporate communications department here at Telemundo, which at that point they didn't have. And I'd like you to start. I'd like you to, to, to build that with Alfredo Richard, who also we also know. Yeah. And and that's how I got into public relations because of Don Brown and Millie Carrasquillo. Like that was that changed my whole life. Yeah. And and so it sounds like you were actually you were ready to walk out the door and go somewhere else because it didn't look like the opportunity existed. Absolutely. That's exactly it. And um people like you know, Don Brown can really like mentors can really change your life. Like he gave me the opportunity. I, I didn't have any experience in communications at that time. And he gave me that opportunity. So talk to me. You said, you know, you were like, oh, my gosh, now I'm walking into the CEO's office. You know, how did you even approach that conversation? Well, that really had to do with. That was really, again, another mentor, Millie Carrasquillo. She was like, no, you have to go and talk to Don. I was like, I'm not going to talk to Don Brown. And she was like, no, really. And, and she had had that previous conversation. She was the connector, really, of that. Don has now since become a very big mentor for me, even throughout my whole career. I think that even now I could call Don up and ask him for advice, which you know I have done in the past. And that's that's a really great opportunity and something that I'm very lucky to have. And Michelle, I know that you have given such great advice and benefited so much from the mentorship of others. Tell me a little bit about how you have flipped that to give back to other people. Who are you mentoring or how are you mentoring other people? Sure. I do feel like that mentorship is really important and giving back is super important. One is in my veteran community. Right. I do work a lot with veterans that are transitioning out of the military and how to really trans make that transition. A lot of them find me on LinkedIn. You know, they'll send me an email and, and ask me, can you help me? I'm, I'm about to transition out. And I have worked with a lot of veterans on, on finding that. And it's funny because they're random. They're not in just entertainment. There some are teachers, some are their technology industries. And it's so funny because we do have, you know, veterans has, a, we have a huge network. Like it's almost like an yeah. underground network. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I know this person. And this person works in California and this person works in the you know school board. 
So that has been really big. The other program that I'm involved in is Women of Tomorrow, which is something that Don Brown was had founded. And those are um, underprivileged minority women, girls. And um, I have worked a lot with them and going into the classroom at that time before COVID, we were going into the classroom and talking to these young girls and helping them graduate high school. And that has been really powerful for me. I'll never forget. I was at the mall and walking through with my kids and this young girl came up to me and said, you know, Miss Alvin, I, I don't know if you remember me, but you know, you came to my classroom and I just wanted to let you know, like I'm the assistant manager of, um, of the store of the, of the, one of the retail stores now. And I, I was able to do that because you helped me. You, you really did change my life. And that, that's huge. That's able to, again, going back to, I want to make a difference in this world. That's making a difference. So many people ask me about sort of pivoting and switching and everyone has that fear, like, you know, one, no one's going to support me in the way, in the way that it sounds like you had, you know, sort of a, a great opportunity. But two, people are so scared to do something that they don't have this track record on. So tell me when you were sort of starting up this corporate communications function and you had really come from a research background, you know, how did you do that? And how did you make that a win as opposed to sort of a, you know, a pitfall? Absolutely. I think that goes even back further Remember, I was in the military, right? So I was in the military and had done four years there. And that, and this is something that I am very passionate about is helping veterans move transition from this, from the military life to the civilian life. That has got to be the scariest part of, of anybody's, especially a military member's career is, is from that move. So I had already done that. So for me to move from uh, research to corporate communications, it wasn't that big of a leap because research has a lot research. First of all, I always tell um, people that wanted to get into television or into, to entertainment research is your biggest resource. If you have a baseline in research, if you understand research, that's going to help you in no matter what position that you're in, right. In, in the media and entertainment, because that's a great baseline. So having that research background, it helped me investigate. It helped me with ratings. It helped me in every facet of communications that I needed to do. And it made me a better communicator. So I think really think of it as layers, almost like, okay, so you have this research background. How can that research background help me be a better communicator? And there's a lot of tools there that that can help you. So basically look at your career that you have now and how can that benefit you for in so talk to me a little bit about uh, being in the military and that transition, right? Because I know when I talk to other veterans, that's a big thing to move from the armed services into the private sector. But then let alone, you walked right into the craziness of entertainment and, and media, right? <laughs> yes. It, it, you know, it's funny because I was on AWACS and I was during, it, it was during Desert Storm. So it was quite, I, I was overseas quite a bit and I was in combat zone. So what happened is I became pregnant. I was pregnant and um, pregnant with twins. So <laughs> I was like, okay, so am I going to continue this career, which I'm out of the country 290 days out of the year, or am I going to really be a mother to these children? Because otherwise I don't know how that, that could happen. And it's funny because when I was leaving 
they did offer me a position on Air Force One, right? So that was something that you had to kind of pause and think, wow, that that's something that's career. But again, being a mother was really important to me and, and being a mother to children, to, to my two boys was something very important. So turned it down and just took that leap. And I didn't, my husband at that, you know, my husband and I did not have a job waiting for us out of the military. So here I am pregnant and with no, no jobs. And we're just leaving the military. Everybody thought we were crazy. We were, they were like, you're crazy. You could stay here. The military will obviously take care of you and you'll have housing and, you know, hospitals and, and, and everything. But, you know, we felt strongly that it was time for us to leave. So it was very scary, but I do remember walking into Nielsen and I was lucky enough to, I, I, you know, I had in my interview and my boss at that time, the interviewer was Mike Whitworth and he was an Air Force veteran. And I'm 99% sure that's why he he hired me because, <laughs> you know, we had that Air Force veteran and, and that's really important. And I think that's one of the messages that I always tell veterans. You have a veteran, you have your family is even if we're wearing civilian clothes, we're still here for you. And we still help you no matter what, whether we're in the military or out of the military, we're here for you. What is kind of the the most common advice that you give to veterans as they're transitioning into corporate sure. life or non-military I, life? I think as veterans, um, we're used to having some sort of speak, like this military speak. And um, we talk about the training and, you know, of uh, these things that are very foreign to civilians, right? And they're very proud, as they should be. Veterans are very proud of all the accomplishments that they made. But finding what really transitions into civilian life is different. So trying to break that down, no more military speak. What is the plain language that you can use? And even little things like don't use your military profile picture. Don't use your military headshot as your LinkedIn profile picture makes a big difference because we want to show, because what I always tell them is we want to show how we adapt, right? How we adapt and overcome. So that is one of the biggest advice. So tell me uh, what other big career breakthroughs have, have you had in your career? I think um, the move from NBC Universal to Viacom CBS was also a huge move for me. And at NBCU, I had been there for 15 years. You know, you had been there. We knew everyone. Yeah. Like if somebody, if people would come to us, to me and say, hey, I want to do this. And I'd be like, oh, go talk to this person. Because I, you knew that. And I even knew NB, every NBCU show or every, you know, department and everything else. So I had a lot of knowledge. So going into Viacom CBS. And there's a different culture at NBCU, right? Yeah. And then going into Viacom CBS, and at that point, it was just Viacom. It was very different for me. I knew no one. I, I knew maybe one or two people that I had worked with, but didn't know the product as well as I did. You know, I, I didn't have that um, expertise that I had before. And and it's a very different work culture. I, the best I could describe it is NBCU is like New York and Viacom CBS is very L.A. And I'm not talking geographic locations, yeah. but just culture, right? Yeah, the vibe. The vibe, the total vibe. And it took me a bit to, to adapt to the new vibe. That was something that, and, and I think the times that we're in, because I've been there, I think, almost two and a half years now, I think I've become 
this this new environment has made me a better and more empathetic leader. Mm, so say more about that. You know, I, I think since we have gone into, you know, I'm in charge of internal communications now, you know, part of my, my um, oversight is internal communications, external communications and social impact. You know, we're, we're coming up on a year anniversary of George Floyd's murder. And, you know, I'm so proud that the black community has stood up and said, no, this is enough. And I think it's empowered all minority groups to say no more. You know, you see the Asian community as well. And as a Latina and a veteran, I feel a commitment and an obligation to stand up for my community and to make the world a better place. But as well, my team, you know, we're all going through such, such crazy times that I realize that my team's mental health is probably the most important part of, of my job is to make sure that they're okay. Because if they're not okay, whatever's going on at home or whatever's going on in their lives, they're not going to be able to be effective employees. So that has made like a super fo- made me really super focus on making sure that they're, they're okay. And, and I don't think I had that focus before as a leader. So, and, and also, you know, being strategic, being a more, this, this position has really made me more strategic before when I was at NBCU, I was a doer. I, I, you know, I used to go, I used to pitch, you know, I used to get the stories, you know, we would make the newsletters. I was, I felt like I, I'm much more of a doer at there. And now I'm more strategic. Um, I have the best team in, mm-hmm. you know, I have the best team in Mexico. I have the best team in Argentina. I have the best team in Brazil, he, the best team in, in, in the brands. And now my job is to really challenge them and, to, to bring the best out of them. And, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a huge pivot and a huge different focus than what I had before. Yes. And I know that so much of your, your work, even though you're focused on being strategic is responding right in that, in that crisis moment. And talk to me a little bit about your work working after the Parkland shooting. So, um, so I call it my gap year. The, when I left NBC Universal, and I think you and I left at the same time, yeah, which I thought yeah. we same, both same, were like leaving. the same month. Yes, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Jason's doing the same thing!" Like we're, we're it, it was almost a pause of like, "Okay, I've done this amazing career at, at NBC Universal. What am I going to do next?" I think you were already set on what you were going to do. I had no, I didn't even at that point. I didn't even know if I wanted to stay in entertainment. That was a big question for me. Yeah. Um. So I said, let me just try to do different things. So I opened up my own PR agency, which is Lima Charlie Communications, which means loud and clear in the military. I don't know if everybody (laughs) knows that, but it means loud and clear. So loud and clear communications. Right when I opened, my children had gone to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, but they had, they've gone, you know, they were already in college, but the shooting happened. And I remember like sitting here and, and my husband telling me, oh my God, there's been a shooting at Marjorie Stoneman. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's not real. I'm sure it's, it's nothing. It's, you know, whatever. And then, you know, hearing the news reports and I just feeling like the blood draining out of my face and it just was insane. And then, so I reached out, um, we, it's a small community really. So I reached out and it said, Hey, if you need any help with the media inquiries that are coming in, let me know. I'd be happy to help because I have the time now and I could do that. Like, 
10 minutes later, they're like, great, here is, you know, here's the media that you need to respond to. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I was more on the sides of the teachers, the parents. I did help with the rallies that were then when we had the, the, the March for Our Lives here in Parkland and also in DC, working with the local media, um, giving them a little bit of guidance on what was happening. But it was very fluid and very in the moment. And, and things were changing as, as crises usually happened. But um, I'm very proud of that part. I think that even to this day, they're making a big difference. The, you know, the kids are making a big difference. I don't even know if they're called kids anymore because they're older and they're making such a great strides and, and I'm so proud of them. But it was, it was a very, and I have to tell you, it was a very different, it, w- it was a little bit challenging because talking about brand, I'm a veteran, I'm a gun owner, right? Mm-hmm. And working with these people, working in the Parkland, in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, and there's usually, they have that, that, um, that kind of view of, people view them of, oh, they hate guns, they, and, and majority, obviously, they do, but there, I think there's a middle ground and I feel like there's a middle ground everywhere. And I, I think that it's, it, it's a conversation. We have to have a conversation. It's never black and white. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about brand. How would you describe your brand as an executive and a leader? So I'm a creative storyteller, a communicator, a problem solver. I feel like I'm resourceful and adaptive. And, and a lot of those, those attributes I got from, I received from my, my, my bosses, right? Like I wouldn't necessarily call myself, I wouldn't have called myself creative. I remember just recently, my boss now, she was like, listen, I need you to have one of these creative solutions that you got, that you, you usually come up with. And I was like, is she talking to me? Like I'm creative. (laughs) And then I think about it and I'm like, you know what? And I think about some of the projects that I have done and I'm like, you know what? I am creative and I need to, I'm very much, I'm much better at helping you bring, build your brand than me building my own brand. (laughs) And so I said, I need to get a little bit better at that. So yes, I would, I would say that I'm a creative storyteller. Wow. So Michelle, I love that your brand attributes just roll off the tongue, right? You're a storyteller, you're creative, all of these great words. You know, for most people, when they're working on their personal brand, that is the most difficult part is just being able to identify those attributes. So how have you, how have you really defined those in a way that they just roll off the tongue? And well, I'm in public relations, I'm in communications, right? (laughs) So that's like my, in my DNA. Um, I think you're bit for some, if I were to give somebody advice on how to find those attributes, I would basically, what I normally do when I am working on something is write things down, like just off the top of your head. Don't think about it. Write down. What are the words that you would use to, to, to really describe yourself? And then also keeping in mind, how do people describe you, right? So look to see there. And I think if you really look at that list and then narrow it down, you can come up with, you know, four or five things that really speak to you and are really what what you believe in. Yeah, it's all about putting pen to paper, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so talk to me about maybe a time where a word that you would use to describe yourself felt like it bumped heads with words that 
other people were using to describe you? I think going back to the creative was, it was a really, honestly, like a, a big, I, I normally would not call myself creative, but again, other people were calling me, you know, describing my work as creative and, you know, really emphasizing that part. So I said, okay, I'm going to own that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm a creative. Great. <laughs> And so I love how you really focus on that whole principle of making sure that it's your career audience that that those terms resonate with, right? Like that Absolutely. might not have been your words, but if your bosses are using these words, then you know that that's resonating with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Michelle, tell me, how has that evolved over over time? How, how has your brand evolved from being in the military serving in Desert Storm to, right, leading a corporate communications function for a major media company. Yes, it it is. You know, Peter Blacker, who is also another great executive that I love that we used to work with, used to say, he's like, I am fascinated by your your career projection and how you've maneuvered and, and gone. But I think now I do more listening than talking. Right. Mm. Which is totally against my nature because people say I can talk to a wall, which is very true. I can talk to anyone. (laughs) But I've learned that you can't understand what people need from you. You don't understand what what is needed from you if you don't listen and understand what is happening. So that's something that I have intentionally and really honed in on. How did you how were you still able to? be your authentic self while you're adapting to a culture? Because I know that's a challenge that so many people have. Yes. I think that, you know, I laugh because um, when I got here, everybody was like, be, bring your, be you, be your authentic self. And I was like, okay, but it's not working for me. Right. Like (laughs) my authentic self is really not working here, but I think I would refine that to say, be you, but be you in the culture that you're in, like mm. be aware, be, be self-aware and see what little modifications, because really it, I'm still me, but I have made some modifications to what, what I am. Yeah. I'm much more laid back now. You know, I'm not as intense. I, <laughs> I, I probably would have described myself as very intense when I first got here. And now I'm, I'm much calmer and uh, more understanding and even with, you know, I'm in a different culture, not only at Viacom CBS, but also working in Latin America, which is a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. Like I've learned in Latin America, you don't go into a phone call and just dive into work. You have to spend five or 10 minutes asking, you know, having conversation and, you know, how are you doing? Asking about the family because otherwise it's considered very rude. Mm-hmm. So those are things that I have adapted to. And I mean, that's an adaption even growing up in Latin culture, right? Exactly. That you're you're flexing to, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and honestly, I feel like I'm a better person for it. Like, yes, I would rather be around me now than before in this intensity. So I, I, I feel like I've grown, I've matured, and, I, and I've become a better person. So tell me, what are some other things that you do to intentionally show up on the brand that you you have defined for yourself? 
How do you do that when you walk? I mean, obviously, we're not walking into an office these days. But you right. know, when you when you show up on Zoom or Teams or whatever that is with your team, how do you show up in an intentional way? I think it's very much using, again, using my voice, right? I have a very unique perspective on things. And again, being a Latina, being a veteran, being having the expertise that I have, I make sure that I use my voice to make a situation better or to, and, and you know what, it, it couldn't, it could be that I use my voice on something and I, and I voice my opinion and they don't use it, but at least I, I made my, I have made my voice heard. Mm. Right. So I feel like that's, that is me being my authentic self. Absolutely. So as someone who has worked in PR and right, been a steward and a champion and ambassador of brands, what are things that you see in from the communications field that people could apply to themselves in managing their own communications, PR and brand? I, yeah, that, that's a great, that's a great comment. I think using really being self-aware, right? Like what I was telling you that listen to what people, how people describe you or talk to you about. Um, those are your brand attributes. Those are really big at brand attributes and really think about it. Is that something that you can say? Yes, I am like for me, myself, like when somebody called me creative, it happened a couple of times. I'm not just saying once some, you know, somebody used creative to, to describe me and then sitting down and saying, okay, is this true? Right? Like, is this true? Mm-hmm. Is, is, am I creative? And thinking back, yes, at this point, I remember this project, I was very, I found a creative solution, founding a creative solution. So that, that's important as well as, and I think this is a big one is managing up. Right. And I, when I say managing up, I don't mean like kissing your boss's butt every time. It's just like, what is important to your boss? What is important to your boss? Make sure that that is being that, that you really take care of that and that you really are addressing that. Because I do see a lot of people, sometimes people are like, oh, I think this is important in my career, but your bosses don't care about it. So really <laughs> good for you. But how about the things that I really need or I'm looking for? And I think that that's really going to help you because if you address your boss's needs and what they're, what they feel really is important, you know, that's going to help you in the long run. Yeah, it's really super serving your boss so that they they can super serve you, right? It's that two-way street. Exactly. So let me ask you a few fun final questions. Okay. We're talking about brands. What is your favorite brand? What brand are you totally obsessed with? I am totally obsessed with Lily Pulitzer, as you can see. It's very distinctive. It's very Florida. And I love the story of Lily Pulitzer. She was a woman whose husband owned citrus farms and she wanted to do her own thing. And she sold citrus juice on the side road stands. Right. But her clothes kept getting stained. So she partnered with a dressmaker and asked them to make a sheep dresses with fun prints to camouflage the citrus stains. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And people started getting, becoming more interested in her dresses than her juice and that's how the brand was born. And I, you know, and I love the brand attributes of it. It's like for adventurous, sun-seeking, bohemian spirit, you know, people that are bohemians, that's totally me. So I, I love that that brand. Ooh, I, I need to check more of that out. <laughs> yes. It's very 
I am wearing I, like 80% of my clothes is Lily Pulitzer. <laughs> it's just very bright. It makes you happy even just wearing it. It's amazing. And Michelle, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? I know everybody has said Tesla, but I would be a Tesla, but I would be a Model Y Tesla. Ooh, wow. Which is adventurous, but it's, you know, innovative, and it's also thoughtful of the environment. Mm. And what is the best career advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners? I think you can't do this alone. I mean, you find your people, find a board of directors that tell you what you need to hear not versus what you want to hear. And also mentors are important. And they really, for me, they've changed my life. So find some important mentors. But I think also what's important when you ask for mentorship is ask them what you could do for them in return. Because everybody is asking people for mentorship or something. But uh, I think, you know, asking them, what can I do for you in return is really important. So that two-way street piece. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Michelle, it was great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. Always a pleasure. And we'll be back in a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, what an amazing conversation with Michelle Alban from Viacom CBS Networks America. You know, when I think of all of the great advice that Michelle gave, the number one thing that I would take away from that and encourage you to think about is this whole notion that you have got to listen to your customer. Your customer is your career audience. It is those folks that you need to super serve so that you can lead to your next career breakthrough. And I love that Michelle pinpointed that whole element around your boss. You know, it is great for us to sit and think about our brand and where we want to go from our with our career and all of the things we want to do. But at the end of the day, if you aren't super serving your manager, if you aren't meeting her needs, if you aren't helping her achieve her goals... How the heck is she going to help you achieve yours? So you've got to listen and you've got to observe so that you can adapt your brand. I love how Michelle talked about that. You've got to adapt your brand for the context of the situation. It's not about changing who you are, but it is about listening and then making those subtle shifts that make you a great employee and a rock star who folks want to help amplify your brand. Well, that's the show for this week. I hope you had a great time. And if you did, go ahead and click the subscribe or follow button so that you can catch the show every Tuesday. And make sure you're following me on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms. And check me out on LinkedIn where I share a ton of lead with your brand tips. And remember, in your career... 
Don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are a unique super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.